Hey, it's your girl, Brittany, and welcome to the Anchor Playlist, where we encourage, strengthen, and challenge believers to be anchored in the Lord through a playlist of biblical lessons. And today, we're going to talk about the concept of going from water to wine. And that just means that you found yourself in a predicament where your needs outweigh what you have. Perhaps um, your bills outweigh your money or your commitments outweigh your time. Have you ever found yourself in a situation where you needed the Lord to step in? Where you needed him to provide what you couldn't? Where you needed him to show you his glory? Where you've tried to do it on your own, but to no avail? The Bible says that with men, it is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. So with God, the thing that you're worried about right now, that's possible. With God, the thing that you're believing him for, the thing that you are persisting in prayer about, that's possible. But that's only possible with him. We only get miracles from the Lord. And we're going to study how the Lord will turn water to wine. And this is a familiar story to many of us because this is the first miracle that Jesus ever performed. And we see it in John chapter 2 verses 1 through 9. And it reads... On the third day, a wedding took place at Cana in Galilee. Jesus' mother was there, and Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. When the wine was gone, Jesus' mother said to him, They are, sorry, they have no more wine. Woman, why do you involve me? Jesus replied. My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, Do whatever he tells you. Nearby stood six stone water jars, the kind used by Jews for ceremonial washing, each holding from 20 to 30 gallons. Jesus said to the servants, fill the jars with water. So they filled them to the brim. Then he told them, now draw some out and take it to the master of the banquet. They did so, and the master of the banquet tasted the water that had been turned into wine. He did not realize where it had come from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew. And one of my friends shared some wisdom with me about this story. She said that Jesus didn't perform this miracle just for the sake of doing it. He did it because that's what they needed. He's going to do it because you need it. The text says that his mother told him that there was no more wine, yet there was still a need for it. And we know that this was the first miracle that he ever performed. We all know this story. But if we skim through the details, we can miss the blessing of what really happened that day and how it can bless us and we can apply it to our life. The first thing to notice is that Jesus used what they already had. They already had these resources available to them, but they overlooked them. They had six stone water jars and Jesus used that to hold their miracles. So this just tells us that we have to learn not to get in the Lord's way when he's doing a new thing for us. The servants could have told him that, um, Jesus, I know you are an invited guest. I know we ask you for help, but it's not really our custom to use these jars. These jars are sacred for ceremonial washing and purification. Like you, we just can't use this. And oftentimes we aren't open to God doing something new in our life because we're stuck on how things are normally done. We say we want a miracle, yet we try to govern God based on what's typical. And he's not a typical God. We put him in a box based on how we think he should operate. How many times have you asked God to do a new thing, yet you expected him to bless you like he blessed your neighbor? 
It's important to understand that if you're asking God for a new thing, it is imperative that you prepare yourself to enter uncharted territory or uncharted waters. And that just means that you're stepping into the unknown and it's not unknown to God, but it is unknown to you. You literally have no idea where God is taking you, but I promise you, you're going to be blessed by going. And to be victorious in this season of this uncharted realm, we have to be obedient to his command. We have to understand that obedience will not make sense to us initially. And that's why they say hindsight is 2020. It only makes sense when you look back. And when you do, you'll be so blessed that you follow the Lord. You'll be so blessed that you listen to his command. And going back to the text, after they got the jars, they were commanded to fill them with water. And they did that and they filled it to the brim. And this would be cool with most of us because that makes sense. It makes sense to fill it to the brim. But then he told them to take it out and take it to the master. The miracle had literally already manifested itself, but they had to have faith to see it. He had to trust God's command to see the miracle spring forth. There is a miracle in your life that has already manifested itself, but you had to have faith to see it. You have to have faith and continue to walking with God, continue to follow his command. He's ordering your steps, but you have to keep going. It doesn't make sense. But as you continue to believe, as you continue to have faith, you will see it spring forth. And sometimes this is where he loses us because not only does it require faith to embark on this unexplored journey, but we also have to put our faith into action. We may find ourselves in scenarios where we ask God, you really want me to apply for this job, even though I don't have the credentials or the experience that they're asking for? God, you really expect me to pack up my things and move away from my home and my comfort and go where I don't know anybody? God, you really expect me to make this move, even though it doesn't make sense? And again, we find ourselves trying to reason with God based on what makes sense to us, based on our comfort levels based on what we want to do sometimes. But in every scenario I shared, there are two voices talking and those voices are faith and fear. And we have to decide who we're going to listen to. Fear will have you thinking that you're not good enough or that it won't happen. Fear will have you thinking that it's impossible to win with the hand that you've been dealt. But you have to know in your mind that you may have been dealt in unfavorable um, hand but God gave it to you and if God gave you that hand he can help you win with it when you have faith you will see the miracles you will see God turn water to wine you will see the impossible happen and I know because I've seen it myself you will see him work miracles with what you already possess and the beautiful thing is that this isn't the only time where we see God create a miracle with what we already have we see again in Isaiah chapter 43, verse 19, when he says, Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now shall it spring forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. And again, he said he's already started. Don't you see it? He's making a way in the wilderness for you right now, even in your darkest hour. Even if you feel like you're lost or if you feel like you're alone or that you've been forsaken, he said he's making a way for you. He says that he's going to open that door that no man can shut. He said that with men, it was impossible. You can't open that door. Your boss can't open that door. He's going to open that door for you.
with him is possible. He's going to make a way where there is no way. He said that he will make a river in the desert. God is literally making a way out of no way just for you. And we have to know that God has promised this to us. You know you need a miracle, but you don't trust or believe him. And in many in 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 the many miracles that Jesus performed in the Bible, they believe before they saw the miracle. So you have to ask yourself, are you believing? Are you believing that you're going to see the miracle spring forth? Do you believe that the miracle has already manifested itself? Do you have enough faith to see the miracle? Do you have enough faith to continue walking? Do you have enough faith to continue trusting him? I promise you that you can see Jesus turn water to wine. And I know because I've seen him do it in my own life. I've seen him do the impossible. I've seen him keep me. I've seen him strengthen me. I've seen him provide all of my needs according to his riches and glory in Jesus Christ. The beautiful thing is that he's not a respecter of person. If he did it for me, then he can do it for you. And I want you to think about um, some ways that God has delivered you before. Think about how he has opened that door, how he made a way, how he provided for your needs, how you labor over it in prayer, how you persisted in prayer and you saw the glory of God. Think about those things. Think about how he has blessed you. Think about how he held your hand. He'll do it again. That's the same God who did it before. He's the same God now. The Lord, excuse me, the Bible says that he is faithful. And even if you find yourself in a season of unfaithfulness, the Bible says that he continues to be faithful because he cannot deny himself. And again, in many of the miracles that Jesus performed, they all believe first. So we have to continue to believe on him. Believe in him that he's going to perform these miracles. Believe his word. Believe that he said he's doing a new thing for you. Believe that it has already sprung forth. Which means that you already see it. It's already happening. It's already manifested itself. Our belief will continue to anchor us. Because if you are walking in this life with no belief, if you're walking with no faith, if you're walking aimlessly, it's going to be easy to drift away. Because of the fear you might feel, the discouragement you might face, the uncertain times, those things will make us lose heart. But we have to make sure that we are grounded in God because to see the miracle, we have to believe first. And something else I didn't point out earlier was that the servant was only able to bless the master through his obedience to God. I'm not sure if you realize this or not, but there is someone who is connected to your life and you will only be able to bless them through your obedience to God. There are people counting on you. There are people counting on your belief, but you have to make sure that you're anchored. And our faith will anchor us. Make sure that we are being anchored through the word, that we're believing him, that we're spending time with him and our faith will be our anchor. But remember, what good is an anchor if you don't use it? Tap in.